Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. So this week we've been talking, or the last three weeks we've been talking about forgiveness. Uh, We talked about why forgive. Last week we talked about when to forgive. And today we want to talk about how to forgive. And so I'm going to walk through some things on how to forgive that may seem obvious when we start to talk about them. But as we talk about them, I hope you'll see that there is a there's a deeper truth to accepting this way of forgiveness that is different from how we normally do it. Um, so first of all, how do we do this when someone sins against us, especially when that sin seems to be uh, so deep that we almost can't understand it? And secondly, what do we do if we feel like the relationship still is going to have to change, but we want to treat somebody like they haven't sinned? It's it's hard to uh, not have a relationship shift under certain circumstances. In fact, it's dangerous under certain circumstances to treat someone as if they hadn't sinned and yet at the same time to forgive them completely and and deal with the relationship in a way that is safe for both individuals. And so here's the mindset that we have to start with, that we have to come into every relationship with, that we have to come back to, that is the mindset of giving someone uh, the treatment as if they've never sinned. And that is, we need to decide ahead of time to embrace the human dignity of the other person. We need to decide ahead of time to embrace the human dignity of the other person. And then when we address them for a sin they've committed against us, we need to treat them as if that dignity is still completely intact. In other words, no matter what they've done against us or what they've done to us, in order to treat them like they haven't sinned, is to treat them as if they are not a sinful person, um, as if they are not broken and they have not done a broken thing. However, sometimes when we treat somebody as if they are not broken, the truth is their behavior, their decisions, their choices that they get because they are dignified as a human— are choices that we are not going to continue the relationship we're in. So how is that treating them as if they've never sinned? Well, we're treating them with the full dignity of choice that comes to human beings that God has given to the human being. We're going to treat somebody with the full dignity of human choice, even if that means their choice is going to cause our relationship to be changed. It's because I love you that we can't live in the same place. It's because you need something different than me and then the relationship we've been in that the relationship has to change 
for your sake. It is because of dignity. It is because of my compassion for you. It is because I am for you that I cannot continue the relationship as it's been. This happens in a job where someone uh, chooses to do something against company policy or against ethics. And because they've chosen to do that, we choose to let them go. It, it doesn't mean we have to treat them as if they don't matter. They still matter. They still have human dignity. But that human dignity means we're going to honor the choices they're making, even if those choices are wrong, and say, because these are the choices you've chosen to make, we're going to accept your right to make those choices. And in accepting that human dignity, we're going to end this relationship. Not because of what I've chosen, but because of what you've chosen, and because I choose to let you choose. And because I've always chosen to let you choose, I'm going to honor your choices. God does this. God forgives us completely of our sins, and yet he still gives us the choice to accept that forgiveness, to live in that forgiveness, and to honor him or not. He gives us the choice of the relationship by giving us the freedom to make our own choices. Now, as we talk about how we do this, we also need to understand that there are some relationships we need to stay in. This is very difficult when we start talking about marital abuse in particular. There are some in the church who will teach you that marital abuse is the same as um, abandonment, and therefore you can divorce in the case of marital abuse. That's hard. And I, I'm just going to tell you, that's a hard place to, to figure out because I'm not sure that Jesus says that. Now, let me say this. If you find yourself in a situation of abuse, the relationship has to change. In other words, don't stay in that home. Don't stay physically in a space where you are in danger. Do not think that forgiveness is telling you you have to stay and be hurt. It is not. You are allowed to step away and protect yourself. You are allowed to allow somebody else's choices to create a change in your relationship. Now, does that need to end in divorce? I don't know. I think in every situation, it's going to be different and unique, and those things are muddy, and I'd love to have those conversations with others because that's a deep and difficult reality. But what I do know is you don't stay in the space where you're being abused. You move out of the space. You move out of the home. You move to a place of safety. You allow the other person's choice to be honored. And yet, in allowing their choice to be honored, it doesn't mean you love them less. In fact, it's showing love to them to require responsibility of them because you see them as a fully dignified human being. And fully dignified human beings are endowed with responsibility. And when we don't let someone live in that responsibility, we take that from them and we are treating them as less human or less of a human. And that's not forgiving. And I know that's deep and difficult and, and really hard, but forgiveness is hard. And because forgiveness is hard, 
if we're not in a situation where the relationship has to shift right now in a work relationship or a home relationship, where the, the relationship has to shift for the safety of the company, for the safety of the home, for the safety of the individual, but it's the everyday stuff, the stuff most of us deal with, the stuff where somebody said something that hurt or somebody did something that hurt or somebody um, um, acted in a way that we felt like was wrong. There are three things I want you to do. Number one, forgive quickly. Now, as we've talked about, if we prepare with pre-forgiveness to forgive someone before they sin, then this is easy because we've already prepared in our hearts to grant them human dignity of choice. And whatever they do, we're going to allow them that human dignity. And we're going to see them with that human dignity the whole time. So we're going to treat them well, even as we call them to account. And so we're going to forgive quickly. Second, we're going to forgive completely. Now, here's what completely forgiven means. It means I'm going to treat you like the way you just behaved and the way you just acted is not the way you want to behave or the way you want to act. So I am going to hold you accountable for your sin. Now, not in a way that is judgmental, but in a way that expects you to change. I'm going to give you the dignity of reestablishing relationship with me and reestablishing life with me and reestablishing our love for each other and our relationship together. However, in doing so, I'm also going to hold you accountable for the actions you have you have perpetrated that you don't want to repeat. I'm going to trust that in your dignity, in your strength, in your humanity, that's not who you want to be. And so I'm going to hold you accountable, but that is not to treat you without love. In fact, in love, I'm going to hold you accountable. And to forgive someone completely is to not only say the way you behaved is not the way you wanted to behave, and I'm going to let go and not consider the way you have behaved in the past, but I'm going to encourage you to stop behaving that way. Jesus says to the woman caught in adultery, who condemns you? I don't condemn you. So go and sin no more. In other words, you're forgiven of your past, but you're also expected to change your future. Far too many times people come into the church and they think that for the church to be not judgmental means that the church doesn't hold anybody accountable. The opposite is true. If we're going to completely forgive people, we're going to expect that they return to a place of perfection and they want to live in that place of perfection. So we're going to encourage them to not continue an activity that takes them away from the perfect person that they are in that moment as we see them. We're going to hold them accountable. So we're going to forgive quickly, and we're going to forgive completely. Finally, we're going to forgive repeatedly. Jesus has this discussion uh, with his disciples where one of the disciples says, Jesus, tell my brother to split the inheritance with me. Um, So apparently he was the younger brother and wasn't getting as much as his older brother. And this may have been said sarcastically, and he goes, come on. Who made me judge of you? I'm not judge of you. And that may have been a little bit of a fun repartee. But then he goes into this teaching. He says this. Listen, you've been told that you need to forgive somebody seven times. But I tell you, forgive them 70 times seven a day. Tell you what. 
when you've forgiven someone 490 times in a day on number 491, you can then hold that against them. (laughs) And, and, And the reason Jesus says that is that there are some sins that come up and they come up and they come up. If you remember from last week, uh, we read Sherry's quote from her book, and she talks about how these thoughts come back into her brain, and she has to forgive again. And we do. We have to forgive again and again and again and again and again, because our memory, the idea of forgive and forget, (laughs) is a lie. Only God has the ability to completely forget. Only God has that ability. We don't have that ability. But we can forgive and forgive. We we may not be able to forgive and forget, but we can forgive repeatedly for the same sin. Now, that doesn't mean they're committing the same sin again and again. That means the one time they did it, when it comes up to hurt again, we're going to get let go of it again. And we have to do that for our own sake. We have to come back and we have to remind ourselves to let go of the sin over and over and over. Because it comes back. We all know what this is like. But when we forgive, we forgive. And when it comes back up, we forgive it again. And when it comes back up, we forgive it again. And yes, we hold people to account to not continue in that sin and continue to repeatedly commit that sin. And if they do continue to continually repeat that sin, then at some point we've got to give them the dignity of that choice that they have decided that our relationship is not important enough for them not to do what they're doing. And therefore we're going to let them go. Not because we want them to go, but because they've obviously chosen to not be in relationship with us at the same level because they want to do what we've encouraged them not to do. And they've chosen not to do that. And it's not because we don't care about them. It's not because we don't want them. It's because we've chosen to do that. And and this can be big things. This can be little things. I remember hearing about uh, one basketball coach, and right now I'm totally blank. I think it was Bill Walton was the player, and I think it was uh, the one coach that everybody talks about, uh, basketball coach. Anyway, uh, and and uh, showed up at school one uh, one year, and he had his long hair and his beard because that's kind of who he was. And his coach looked at him and said, Coach K, I think it was. And Coach K looked at him and said, so, Bill, practice starts tomorrow. You're going to need to go get that hair and beard cut. And uh, Bill Walton looks at him and says, well, Coach, I was thinking about not cutting it. And Coach K looked at him and said, man, all right, we love you and we'll miss you. Next day, when ball practice started, Bill Walton showed up, nice, clean-cut hair and everything off his face because he understood that Coach K wasn't being mean. Coach K was holding him to a certain standard, that he wasn't going to surrender his standard. He was going to give Bill Walton the dignity to make the decision as to whether he wanted to follow the standards of the team. You get to choose. You get to decide. That's forgiving and yet treating somebody with grace, even when they decide to do the wrong thing. We, we separate because we're treating them with the dignity to make that choice. We're leaving the choice of our relationship to them. All right, so this thing of forgiveness, if you haven't realized, this is deep. It, it, it dives into the center of all of our relationships. 
There, there is not a relationship that is sustained with any depth that does not require this kind of forgiveness and that does not draw us to a deep, full forgiveness of each other. And it's hard. Listen, I understand there are some of you who may listen to this who may not believe in Jesus. And I understand. But I was asked once by someone, how you do this? How do you come up with the strength to forgive people like this? And I got to be honest. For me, knowing that Jesus has forgiven me far more than anyone else will, for, will sin against me is the only way that I'm able to learn to forgive like this and to choose to forgive like this. And maybe you can find another way. And I hope you can if you don't know Jesus. Because if you don't forgive like this, you're going to find relationships that you lose and that are dissolved forever. And when that happens, it is a sad life. Just a few weeks ago, I was asked to do a graveside for a man I didn't know. What I did know was he was a hard man. Such a hard man that his kids were barely mourning his passing. Only one daughter who had made some headway with him before she died in restoring their relationship. So much hardness, so much difficulty, because this man did not want to forgive people of anything they'd ever done. And he'd become so hard and so bitter that no one was there. I also knew a woman once who was gracious to almost everyone. And when she passed, thousands of people, well, hundreds of people anyways, lined the sidewalk to support her family at her funeral because she'd given and given and given to those who didn't deserve, to those who hurt her, to those who took advantage of her. She gave anyways and forgave and treated people with such dignity before they ever deserved it or earned it that the world looked up and took notice. As we say every week, your life is going to be measured in relationships. And if we don't choose forgiveness, we are going to lose relationships as we go. So I want to encourage you to choose forgiveness today. Choose forgiveness for yourself and choose forgiveness for those around you. Listen, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, could you do me a favor and share it with someone? Also, be sure to give us a rating or review to help us get this message out to as many people as possible and help them find us. Uh, apparently on iTunes, you can only do that once. Uh, so go and do that if you haven't already. We It just really helps us out here. Finally, if you're looking for a coach or a speaker, either live or virtual, you can let me know. Just send an email to support at sevendailychoices.com and I'll get back with you. Just type in uh, speaker and I'll get back with you and we'll talk about how I can best help your organization, your team, or your church uh, to grow in their relationships and optimize their leadership. And remember this, life is a gift. Living is a choice. 
and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationships.